them come. This is their fate. All right, all right. Welcome back. Let me get my Birdman. Welcome back to the House of Wolves podcast. I am your host, Deontay, here with my near, near and dear friends, Jalen and Josh. Oh, I'm skipping a beat there. Near and dear friends, Jalen and Josh. It's like almost like I don't mean it. <laughs> no, <I'm> just... <laughs> Jalen and Josh is here with me as well. Uh, today we got a lot to talk about. I don't know, a bunch of stuff with Xbox. Unfortunately, they can't seem to get the messaging right. Uh, PlayStation talking about they almost done with their PS5 console and they moving on to the next new shiny. Um, Helldivers 2, uh, Apex Legends straight shots, impressions, a bunch of stuff has come out recently. So we got a lot to talk about, a lot to get into. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Um, but before we get started, as usual, Jalen, Josh, tell the people how you been, what you've been up to, what you've been doing, how's life going. Talk to the people. Uh, yeah. So I'll kick it off while my voice is still available. Uh, you know, oh my goodness. Me, I'm always, always sick, not feeling good. <clears throat> but this time I say it, it probably wasn't my fault. Uh, cause I've been actually feeling pretty like uh you know helping everything last few days uh but my wife had got came down and got sick first it's like influenza you know flu season in oh Japan. no uh and so yeah it's been it's been going around um uh, but she got sick for uh, a bit so I, I stayed home to help take out take care of the baby and stuff make sure the baby you know doesn't get uh catch it too uh, and so the baby's been fine, but I ended up catching uh, when she had. So now I'm, I'm feeling a little, little under weather, but um, I guess I got mild, mild symptoms, so it should be going soon. Uh, okay. Other than that, just been home, taking care of the family. Like I said, um, haven't played too many games really. Uh, actually, not not much at all. Uh, just this one. I'm I like last week. I organized my. A whole backlog and i have my like plan which games i'm gonna play first and play the shortest ones first so i could finish those mm -hmm. so finishing um final fantasy 7 inter integrate yep yeah you're just talking about that um, one. yeah i really like the gameplay of it uh and i like yuffie the story unfortunately is uh <laughs> stupid it's a dub they're gonna it seems like they are gonna introduce all of the other extra stories of like the final fantasy games because it's like 10 final fantasy 7 like games and some of the stories are, are terrible oh really? um, interesting yeah but they are going to introduce those stories to be in like connected in some way to um the the new remakes it might be like a minor like boss or something but you know those stupid anime side characters and bosses and are going to be there they they're they're gonna be too. okay all right yeah yeah like you you play uh crisis for like you remember genesis like well you might not remember but genesis the dude in the red coat plays like yeah reading a book and stuff like he's a stupid character and like that's the stupid part of final fantasy 7 but uh realistically like oh well they probably could just ignore him right you don't need him in the story but nope. it seemed like characters like him they're gonna they're gonna include them uh if they can. Ah, okay, uh, okay. 
Yeah, I mean, it, as long as it's a minor part, like a little extra boss fight, I don't care. But yeah, if it's like overarching, like, yeah, yeah, then that, this could be a problem. But anyways, the gameplay was really fun, and I like how they, and you know, that was just sort of a preview to being able to um, combine your characters' like skills to do like mm-hmm. team attacks. And so we we already seen a bunch of that, and that's available in the demo now for the next game. So uh, I think the battle system is gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, in the next game, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, mm-hmm. do do we do we like the silly, stupid things in um, Kingdom Hearts or no? Um, I mean, there wasn't as much like I uh, I don't know. You can actually he more of a Kingdom Hearts. That's what I, I was. I was like, I don't like know. That. Do we do we like, like it or? Because it's not like it's really impactful to the story, but it's like interesting little things. So I wonder if it was if it was if it was done well or tastefully. It's done better in Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. Most of the time, it was done better. Uh, Whereas, like, you, let's say you have you got the Disney characters and they're doing the goofy stuff. That doesn't mind because it's just like a little. It, it's a mi- real minor part of the story uh, most of the time, and then when they have like the Kingdom Hearts villains, you know, people in the black coats and stuff like that. Most of the times, those characters are pretty serious, but they're not uh, overdone. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, if you see the boss in Final Fantasy VII R, where the, you know, the characters are pretty realistic and relatable, and then the boss in the Integrate is like this anime dude in a straitjacket with a mask over his face, and he's like, "Hurt me more, Snake," and <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, like. Oh, this is what pain feel like. Uh, finally, <laughs> my brother can feel the pain. And like, this is literally what he's saying. And like, yeah. nobody else like that in in that world. And so it feels out of place. Whereas, like, Kim Hearts, it never like gets like that bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well. Uh. All right. Well, I guess I guess it can be. Yeah, a little bit more. Annoying, like tropey, annoying in, in certain situations. Yes, I think Genesis was emotions. a ridiculous character. Uh, what'd you say? I said that's one of the bosses. Yeah. I gotta look at that. <laughs> yeah, that's the final boss of Integrate that Yuffie's fight. And to be fair, the boss fight I I enjoyed like the mechanics, but the character was like, is this even the Final Fantasy VII character? And it's like, oh yes, this is a Dirge of Cerberus uh, Final Fantasy character. And Dirge of Cerberus is the spinoff game on the PS2 about the vampire character uh, Vincent, and they give him like. Super Saiyan vampire powers, and he fighting Super Saiyan vampires in in Midgar. <laughs> and at the end of the game, he turned into a giant bat, and he's flying around uh, fighting the other giant vampire bats and stuff. So like that game is completely like insane and crazy with the stupid stuff, and they're bringing some of that back uh, to the main to the main characters. <laughs> oh wow. Well, you got some treats in there for you, Jalen. They got some boy, do they got some stuff? So, okay. I mean, that's that sounds. You know what? It makes me interested in like looking up some of the the lore, but I don't know if I want to do that either. I, obviously, that's my that was my biggest oh, yeah. problem. Most with of it Hearts is, not is like, looking up, but yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. The only thing that's and also like I didn't watch the whole thing, but people were saying like. There, there is a Final Fantasy VII movie that is gonna have, I guess, have a lot of plot that's relevant to the game, 
Uh, I enjoyed the movie when I was young, but that was because it was like 2006 and it was like really good animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically, the the story doesn't hold up, but the fights might still be interesting. Uh, yeah, so hopefully, still they don't overdo it with what they're adding from uh, Advent Children. Hmm. Okay. Cool. 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 Anything else? All right. So, so you yeah. Uh, no. Um, I've just been playing a couple small indie games, but I haven't played too much of them to like really have an impression yet. Uh, gotcha. But yeah, uh, after that, I'm probably finally move on to Cyberpunk, uh, put some time in that. I was gonna get Hell Divers, but Hell Divers is not like you can't get a match most of the time. Uh, yeah, so I'm it's very play. weird right now. Um, I and like I said, I, I I picked it up, but it was more so for research purposes only. Um, but I I, I definitely um have some thoughts about it. Um. What about you, Jalen? What you been up to? What you been doing? Uh, I ain't been doing a whole lot. Um, pretty much same old. I was playing Persona. Uh, I think I bought the, fought the second main boss. So I think I'm in like June. I think mm-hmm. beginning of June, I think. So um, I ain't got a whole lot of time for that still. Uh, trying to talk about the story a little bit, but the other thing is, I mean, we've been playing Apex. I mean, that's really about it. As far as life stuff, I mean, not a whole lot. Just hooping and stuff. I bought my first pair of new hoop shoes that I bought in a while because the other what shoes kind? I didn't have them. Uh, they just some LeBron's. I think they like LeBron next or something. It's like, uh-huh. it's say NXXT. I think it's supposed to be pronounced next. I don't really know, but I actually bought a pair of hoop shoes. I was like, I need these. I've been hooping more. I'm a cop some because I, um, some of my old shoes, when I don't want to wear them and stuff no more, I turn them into like hoop shoes that they like retro. So like before I had some powder, powder blue tans and then I started, uh, I lost one of the shoes. Don't ask how, I don't know what happened to the freaking shoe. And then <laughs> um, I had these Charlotte, these Charlotte uh, tans and I was hoping enough for a little bit. And I was like, let me go get some real hoop shoes instead of hoping in these retros. So that's what I did. So, um, but other than that, like I said, just playing Apex and stuff like that, played that for a fair amount. Okay. So, Okay, okay. Um, well, uh, same. I play a lot of Apex, play a lot of Persona. Um, I, mean, I play some Hell Divers, as I stated. And um, that's about it. I mean, I'm contemplating getting a. Um, I said I wasn't going to do it, but y'all know me. I was contemplating getting a Lenovo Legion Go because I wanted to kind of switch, have a win- Windows based handheld one. I don't mm-hmm. want to buy it because I feel like the next iteration is going to be much better. And I, I might as well just wait um, because I don't need it now. And I think um, potentially Xbox, I would hope they would have something brewing. Maybe if they just, you know, working on Windows itself to become more, you know, handheld friendly, that would make more sense if they want the ecosystem to be kind of cross um, platform and easy going and easy to use. I would think them having a dedicated Game Pass app, uh, cloud um, gaming, and all that stuff. Birds uh, hinting at that that they're they're interested in some sort of handheld window. Yeah, I don't know if they are making themselves. Yeah, Yeah. I don't think they are making themselves, but they definitely have a partnership, and I think those keeping it open source for people, other people to be able to use certain things is fine with me. 
as long as it's not like, you know, I don't think that's what they want to do anymore. They don't want to hold nothing to to nothing to like hold nothing back. They just probably don't want to support Linux in the way that Steam is. So I'm fine with you know going back to Windows for certain amount of games because unfortunately, in my opinion, Xbox has truly, and we're gonna talk about that too, transitioned itself from a um, platform to uh, incorporate like a true. I don't know. I just like a, like a, like a gaming solution to me now. It's like, it feels like if I go through windows or if I go through my Xbox, I still have the ability to switch back and forth between them. So having something in the middle of that, um, dedicated to, uh, supporting that would make that transition and a lot better. Um, I wouldn't want a Steam OS box because again, it's not the same ecosystem that I know that they're building because the cross save cross, you know, stuff like that cross, um, all that stuff that Steam does, but they do it in their own embedded Xbox does it, but they also have the Xbox brand where I can sit at home and play the game on my console. So I still at this very moment, um, prefer xbox over steam but i know steam has its benefits too so i just want something that's going to connect my windows to my xbox and that, and that being a handheld pc would probably be the key so i'm just i'm just debating it um so that yeah that's what i've been doing looking at a lot of videos about the lenovo legion go and um yeah determining whether or not it should be a wait or buy now I know that's what's going to happen. I just don't know if it's worth it, especially when we probably got new, more hardware coming down the line in the next two to six, two to three, you know, year, year or two from away, I think anyway. So, uh, but yeah, that's what I've been doing, but it kind of ties into everything we're going to be talking about today as well. Um, but before we get into any of the Xbox stuff, me and Jalen, what I tell y'all last time, right? I said they going I couldn't get Josh. He got sick and he he stopped responding to us. So basically, he ignored. <laughs> he might have been sick. He still ain't respond. So I was like, oh, he got away with it. But Jalen, Jalen couldn't. Jalen, uh, we was able to get some games in. Correct, Jalen on Apex Legends. Straight shot. We got a couple. Got a couple in. Got a couple in. Some of the some of the key hitters. I'm gonna let him. I'm gonna let him speak to it. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, just play. Uh, but Apex Legends straight shot. They have a new mode where they basically turned and flipped their um, limited. They they turned and flipped their battle royale and just made it faster. Um, that is pretty much. Um, it's simply what that solution was. It was just to make the that game mode faster, and it worked. It worked well. Um. There is an adjustment to me um, for where you got to get comfortable just moving all the time to in order to get to fights. At first, I was very much so stagnant, waiting for something to happen type of situation where you're not thinking that rotating is important and trying to get to the fights quickly is important. But if you sit and wait like you normally would in a battle, like the battle royale mode, you're literally not going to get to fights. And I think that's the same. It's the same in the battle royale, like you have to be moving in order to get to fights. I think in this mode, it's just a lot easier to do that and a lot more fun because it's just less about 
what do I have on me and more about how do I take the fight and how do we win this fight? And does it make sense to retreat? Um, there is literally no, oh, I got a resource um, hoarding. There's no stupid. I need a, I need a, well, we had talked about that too. Well, I need a site. <laughs> we talk about the problem with the sites, but there is no like real significant issues to looting up and getting to a fight within 60 seconds. There is no real issue there. So I enjoy it for that reason alone. Um, obviously, I let Jalen sh share his opinion, but um, I would just state from a blanket, they are in a they are in my eyes in a good spot for me, um, just for in regards to the battle royale and providing a way for me to be able to play it and enjoy it again. Um, but let me kick it off to uh, Jalen to talk about some of his thoughts. And um, then I got some questions, but go ahead. Uh, I mean, a straight shot game mode, like, like you're saying, I mean, you got definitely got to figure out like the rotations and stuff like that. Um, granted, we spent a lot of that time playing like Storm Point or whatever. So I feel like Storm Point, they need to probably condense that. So, they, okay, so you got the full map of Apex generally, um, but in straight shot, you got a smaller group of people playing and then they take a portion of the map. So I don't know how they choose how much of the portion of the map they take. I'm so, I'm guessing it's probably something that's like automatic. Maybe they got to make, you know, like take 40% of the map away or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But Storm Point seem to be a lot bigger and have less engagement than, you know, if you play like World's Edge or Olympus because it seemed like uh, Storm Point just encompasses just a little bit more. So yeah. with that being said, Majority of my time, you know, playing with Deontay was on Storm Point. So a lot of my opinions and stuff is going to come from, you know, more more so playing on Storm Point. Um, overall, I think it's a, a cool game mode. I really like that they streamline the attachments. You don't got to go search for those. And, you know, they just basically color the gun based on, you know, if it's legendary, if it's rare, all that type of stuff for that with the little colored tier system. Yep. Um, I think it's better. And because they tell you where the other team is at, I'd much rather play this game mode than playing a regular version of Apex because it seemed like it's really all about getting you into the game. The game got 30 people in here, the map's smaller, the guns are streamlined. You automatically start with some of the like upgrades. Like you already got a blue backpack. You don't need to go pick up a white backpack, all that type of stuff. Um, they literally tell you where the other team at that landed next to you. So you can go have an engagement immediately. You don't gotta follow people or try to go away from people that it's already said where you're going to land. Um, so it's just real straightforward. Right? I mean, it even goes as far as the having a little queue up thing as soon as you automatically lose. You don't got to go back to the lobby to re-queue uh, uh, up for the next match and stuff like that. So uh, that even works out. Um, you know, overall, I think it's cool and everything. Um, again, just coming from somebody who liked Apex a lot, I'm not the biggest fan of Apex anymore. Because I feel like they've been really stagnant with what they did. And if I'm being completely honest, it's either I'm just bad at the game or the, the, a lot of the people that play this game is like the stragglers. Or I don't even want to say stragglers. The people who probably been invested in the game for a while and play the game to like a, to the 10th degree or whatever. So maybe basically we, we ain't, I didn't win playing that game, um, the straight shot. It was still cool. 
while the second place is um either like I said I'm bad or I just going against the Apex Lords and I just couldn't <laughs> win and stuff like that. So um I think it's probably the Apex Lords, but um you know Yeah, one no opportunity and then Storm Point, you know how they do. We we got hit by the ring and two people went down and it was GG's from there. But we had a definitely a good shot of winning twice, I say. It's just more so positioning. The first time was um, where we was by the rock and they were in that little middle area. We got sandwiched the second time. It was, it was both on Storm Point. Second time is when we were trying to get um, around a rock to get to the circle. And both you and the teammate um, got hit with the ring. And it was just me. And I was trying to revive y'all. And I had to run through the team. So it was opportunities yeah. to win. It was just more so... Um, and, and that's what I like. I like being, I don't like being, um, cause it, it wasn't like super bad, poor positioning. We could win at points. It was just more so determining a, a strategy and sticking with it. Like, obviously when you told me, let's take an evac, go behind the other team. I should have listened and did that. Instead, I would contemplate whether or not we should just fight the team behind us. And then we got sandwiched. So it was like situationals where I can remember why something happened versus how it used to be where dude just had purples and I had like blues or like dude just had red evos and he was out killing everything. I can say at least he earned that and I just didn't have a loot situation. He earned those red evos by killing other people. And then we are running to some dogs because that's, that's just what it is. Sometimes you're just going to fight them too. So, um, but yeah, uh, continue. I'm sorry. I don't even know where I cut you off, but I was just talking to that aspect of winning that win to lose ratio for me, at least how I, how I viewed it. No, no, you're good. Um, yeah, I mean, we had opportunities to win and stuff like that, but I mean, you know, some people would have battle royale because it's a multitude of things that can go awry and you yeah. know, that's why you win or lose or whatever. So, um, you know, like you said about the shields and stuff like that, a lot more streamlined. They got the eco harvesters. Um, I personally haven't had any red shields because I wasn't doing enough damage damage. Um, but like you said, you gotta earn those. Um, and then I mean one of the best things about this mug, this game type is the music, man. That music at the start of it, I'm like, man, that's some good doggone music, bro. I'm like yeah. like I mean gauge. I love it. I love it here. Multiple times this guy said, Oh, we did. At least we got the music back because we'll hit you up again when you die. I was like, this thing, I said, You got you, you finding the positives in it all. I see, so yeah, playing the something, especially when you're playing short. I mean, Apex, so, yeah. uh, the game, uh, it ain't horrible. I mean, I see why I like the Apex and stuff like that, but um, I just think they did enough and. I ain't invested enough in the game to really be trying to learn all the heroes and stuff. I don't even know all these jokers' names and the reworks of people mm-hmm. and all that type of stuff. But I mean it's not it's not horrible and it's a lot better than what the game was, that game type. So I hope they keep it around and maybe they need to get less of storm point. So Yeah, I, I agree. When we talked about it, just having an ability to have the people that's queuing pick the the, the map, because you're already gonna have people in the queue. I think majority win type situation is better than, you know, this, this queued up thing where nobody wants to play on a certain map. It's, it's fine to have those times when you can't, but it's definitely better to have times where people can choose 
where they play because honestly there's been plenty of times where we had the opportunity to play apex but the map wasn't right and we just didn't want to play so there's there's definitely some opportunity around allowing people to choose where they what maps they play for sure um question for you uh when you were i guess when when you when you were playing and um when you were actually in the matches and things and you were actually enjoying or i guess when you're actually in the fights did you i guess ratio wise out feeling outmatched or feeling and just in the in a bad place or uh how what was the ratio for that like from feeling like somebody is just better or if someone just outplayed me what was your ratio for that i guess that's the same thing outplay ratio i think I, I guess i'm looking for more so being outplayed and then something like weird happening within the game yeah, they got so lucky. Like, yeah. yeah, so versus someone being better than you or something being lucky. How, what was the ratio for those two things? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm somebody who like really down to earth and really like rational and stuff like that. And I feel like most of the time I was outplayed. I mean, I say bad things happen and you know those i'll probably say maybe like you know bad things is being sandwiched hit by the rain um yeah lag all those sorts of things i'll probably say like no more than 25 percent of the time i think 75 percent of the time i was just outplayed and i was down like mm. i mean like i said apex wars i mean you shooting me from across the map I don't even know how people shoot so far with the guns on that game, if I'm being completely honest with you. I mean, maybe that's a testament to my skill on that game, because I can't, I can't do no, it. No, I agree. Like, I think that's ridiculous that they can have that type of accuracy from so far away. Um, all the guns and, kick. I mean, it's, yeah. it, people have a lot of health in the game. Like, you, you got to get through 100, you know, at least 100, 200, you know what I'm saying? Because you got 100 of health, right? And then 100 of shields at minimal. Yep. Is that right? Or if it, no, it's 50, it's 50. It's 50. Yeah, you have one. 50 for the whites, 100 for the health, right? 150 total. Yeah, so I feel like I get shot like two times and I'm down. I'm like, damn, bro, I don't even know what gun you use using. My helmet that week, y'all getting straight headshots. Like, I'm kind of far away from you. I'm pretty sure y'all didn't have a sniper or like a G7 scout. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know what y'all hit me with. So, yeah, no, it does feel like that. It does feel like you can get damaged and killed quickly. Um, but for me, yeah, it was mostly just being outplayed. Um, it wasn't really a situation where I felt like I was there was a problem or some weird somebody got lucky or ping wasn't right or delay in hits registering or something like that. It was like the first two matches I played that was like weird, but after that it was pretty straightforward and seamless. And one of the bigger things for me is. Um, the key was for me to be able to get back in the game and just try to try again. And that was the requeuing and not having like disconnects. Cause every time we used to go to the lobby, we would get disseparated from the party every time. And it was just so weird why that would happen. But obviously when you're requeuing, it just doesn't happen. You just go back to the game. It's nothing, no, no real downtime. And that's really what helps people continue to play a game. 
um kind of similar to like you playing like a fighting game or something like that if you got three minute downtimes every time you fight you're not really getting the repetition in to kind of get better at it but we playing like six seven matches in 40 minutes we playing even more than that really um it's kind of it's kind of good to be able to for situational awareness and being able to kind of get better at it so um do I want to play this game hardcore? Absolutely not. I don't think I have the Emmy anymore to play any game hardcore. But um, to a level or extent that we play Overwatch, I'm totally fine with that. I don't really have um, to play with everybody like I used to. I like Loba. And, and, I, and, I, and I did that when I was playing it here. I was like, uh, I played with everybody else. And I was like, I just don't feel like learning you guys no more. So I'm playing with Loba, the person I like. And that's it. So I'm on my, I'm on my Jalen. I got, I'm a, I'm a lifeline main or I'm just a Loba main. I don't really want to play with anybody else. So that, to that extent of like how I play the game being flipped and how they approach the game where it's a little bit more streamlined, easier to understand. I think we can have fun playing in the spurts. Obviously it ain't, it ain't for the long run though. Um, but it, it does, it does give me, um, it gives me a little incentive to try to do like the little anniversary stuff that's going on. Um, but I don't, I really don't want to get back to paying for nothing on that game right now. It just doesn't make sense because it's, it's I feel like they are just egregious. And I, and, and, and now that I look back on it, I'm like, man, I spent way too much money on this game. Even if it was like some way I could recoup some of it, it just, is just like not worth it. So, um, yeah, but overall, paying for fifteen dollar, you know, game uh, battle pass and playing through that like I would do on Overwatch, I have no problem with that. I think that is the the level of care um, that it it can earn with this mode and doing more of the these types of right things, like when it's actually talking about uh, moving stuff and streamlining like the crafting system. Uh, streamlining how we queue up, streamlining the errors and the ping and the issues with that, making stuff better for the game and like um, making stuff more fun and less, you know, cumbersome. I think they were always good at that, that with Titanfall. And I feel like a lot of these changes brought it back to like a Titanfall-esque feel where it's just fun to play and less of the bullcrap surrounding it i can just zone it out so um but i would probably never play that battle royale again like the regular mode probably not ever i just don't feel like i, I have it in me to play 20 30 minute games 18 minute games like that where most of the time you're just running around and collecting stuff like i just it's just not it's not worth it so yeah but um uh, those are my like thoughts anything from you Jalen anything lasting anything else uh outside of what we already discussed JBZ uh no I ain't I ain't got nothing else for real I mean like I said you got some good music so y'all should definitely tune in because of that <laughs> good goddamn music okay good goddamn music uh but okay um well I'm I'm still holding you to it, uh, Josh. You still got to play it at some point. Uh, but still got. Uh, I didn't play it while y'all was talking. It's it's straight. I ain't got nothing to add. <laughs> <laughs> Just All Apex right. was interesting. Uh, 
but yeah, I, I gotta play with y'all. I wanted to play it, but y'all be texting me at 1 a.m. and I, I ain't getting up, so. <laughs> nah, nah, that's facts. Um, but okay, let's uh switch over to probably the bigger topic of the week, and that's the Xbox uh game plan. Uh, Xbox finally um, pulled the mystery out. You know, you know. Scooby Doo solved the mystery. I don't know what the heck was going on with the internet for the last week, but they felt like it, um, Xbox was going to be doing something crazy. I thought it made the most sense, and I still do. I honestly don't care for exclusivity, but um, I understand them holding a brand, and that's where I, my my thoughts were last week was that essentially none of the none of the main focus xbox brands are going anywhere like gears forza um uh it's, it's gears <laughs> it's gears halo forza uh and then like a, another another game but uh those were i didn't think they were going nowhere like a fable i didn't think they were going anywhere but i thought that they were going to start putting like the bethesda games so i did count starfield in that but they pay too much for it to be exclusive i guess they want to keep it that way which is fine um but i thought because they were already making one they probably would be an easy pushover but that's the keeps their same you know platform uh type of uh, distribution and same thing with activision um and then xbox would keep their stuff in-house and i said and that was my question I posed to you guys. Would it be sufficient enough if they just use their Microsoft Studios to keep the Xbox brand going? I still think that's cap- I think that's possible, honestly. Um, with the newer games coming out, with stuff like um, Fable coming down the line, uh, I'm trying to think of the game that's coming out. Uh, it's the game, it's the clock game. Dang, I can't remember the name now. But it's kind of got that Bioshock-esque vibe. It's the other one, yeah. It's the steampunk one. Yeah, the steampunk one. Um, So there's plenty of stuff that's coming down the line that I feel like Xbox can hold on to to make people want to play. Their next gear is probably going to be something crazy. If they they put in the effort and time to kind of revamp that story or revamp the, the way it's played, because there's nothing about the gameplay that's bad. It's literally that it's just not high budget enough for people to bring in, bring you in closer, get those real cutscenes and all that crap. I think the production value on Gears 5 was top notch to the point where they couldn't do much better. But I still feel like everybody felt that as if it fell into that game category and not a experience. And that's kind of how I kind of started defining what uh uncharted is versus a gears because that's an experience this is a game so um yeah i think with their catalog now they could feed the xbox brand and still keep going there's plenty of stuff that's coming out down a pipe that people would want to play perfect dark zero all that stuff could could still in my opinion help the brand um but it's not about what i thought it was what what was said and um phil but good good old phil he he just made it uh he made it just as he made it, he didn't make it better but he didn't make it worse either 
I don't know why he didn't want to name the four games. So basically they had a podcast like interview esque thing where they talked about all of the stuff that they were that was going on, exclusivity, hardware. Um, they were talking about how they want what Xbox is, what it truly means to be on an Xbox platform, Game Pass numbers and um, they kind of fudged it a little bit because they, they added in the Xbox Game Pass core, but 34 million um, people are on Xbox Game Pass, and that's a pretty significant jump from the last um, discussion that they talked about the numbers, but again, they are counting in Xbox Game Pass core, and um, that is basically their Xbox Live Gold subscription being transferred over to that. So, um, so yeah. Um, there was a lot of updates. Any, any, any highlights before I get into my, um, feel back? Any highlights that y'all thought? Yeah, it was, um, so they, they announced a couple things in the thing, but I'm not going to go and cover those yet, but, um, he didn't want to mention the games. And I think that's because of how closely we were to the Nintendo Direct. Um, it's on the February 21st, which is tomorrow for y'all. Uh, there's a Nintendo Direct, and that's probably where we're going to see some of those first Xbox uh, announcements, like whether it's Hi-Fi Rush or whatever. Uh, um, but I think the <clears throat> him outlining, like, the games are over two years old. Some of them are community-focused, like Sea of Thieves or smaller games. Mm-hmm. It made it pretty clear that, yeah, it's not Halo, it's not Gears, it's not Starfield, um, it's not the bigger titles. Because mm-hmm. those are, I guess, you know, too closely tied to the brand. And right now they don't want to put everything out there on everything else. So I, I'm personally okay with, uh, I don't see a issue with putting it like those type of games on other systems, especially like multiplayer community games like Sea of Thieves, where it's like the whole point of the game is to get more people playing and constantly playing and limiting that to Xbox is not going to help help those type of games grow. Uh, right. So, so far, it's still in line with what they've been doing the last couple of years where they put Minecraft on something else and then, you know, the Minecraft spinoffs or uh, other smaller titles. So, um, yeah, that that so far was cool. But he had some other stuff to say and then um, Sarah Bomb was talking about what they got, what they got planned next. But, uh, yeah, that was the uh, I highlight. say it's the biggest... Yeah, the big highlight for me is the, I don't remember if it was out of the podcast directly or it was like interviews later where they were saying that eventually they want to have where um, your purchases on Xbox um, follow you across any device. And which which they were clarifying is like, well, we eventually we want you to be able to play any game that you own anywhere. So whether it's xCloud or if you can, you know, the game gets put on PC later and it's not on PC now, but it gets on PC later, you will have access to it or something like that. So them constantly thinking forward about your purchases and it continuing and there's no like gray area where it's like, oh, maybe I get this version of the game or not. It is always cool and consumer friendly. So I appreciate, uh, appreciate that. Yeah, something that's not been confirmed, but definitely was like uh, getting a lot of traction online, at least on 
um, X was um, that Xbox Cloud Gaming was going to start allowing you to play all your games that you mm-hmm. own. And I thought that was pretty insane. Um, because that's just like NVIDIA that they make you pay a lot of money for um, to do your Steam library. And I don't think they let you do every game. I don't even know. But um, no, some games are, are... I don't think it's up to NVIDIA, but some games are blocked on it. Yeah, but Xbox owning it, having the license and everything, they're not a third party. That would be a game changer in regards to them not being able to compete at all. And it, and it's and it's a uh, um, it's it'll be a definite win for me when it comes to just being able to pick up and go wherever cloud gaming is. That is essentially what he's talking about right there, where you can take your your gaming anywhere you want to go and anytime you have internet service and access your license is there and available for you it's basically stadia um and i would love for that feature to be available to me so i would love to my tv to be able to run games uh (laughs) like when i don't want to take my system downstairs or if i got family over and I'm, i'm having this single player experience on my my little uh, monitor, but I want I want to take it to a big screen. We can do it down there. Like that is so significantly that would make me want to buy all my games on Xbox, um, on their platform. Even though I don't like their Windows app right now, yeah, make me want to buy it all from there because that would just open up so much more. Like yeah, Steam has something that like that. It doesn't work well for me. I know that um, cloud gaming would probably have the 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 the, the understanding and wherewithal to kind of make that stuff run well. And I think Steam Link was very much so walk so we can run type situation. Um, but it doesn't need your server. It just it doesn't need your console. It it literally can just do it. Um, and I don't know how it's gonna work yet. So I don't put don't 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 um. I don't know how it's gonna work, so don't hold me to it. But and and honestly, it's just a rumor. But that is what makes sense to me. That is what will make that that would define Xbox. That would define it for me in the future. Like I don't, I don't have to think about it. I know if I buy it on this console or if I buy it on this and on this platform, it's gonna be wherever where I go. So, um, yeah, that's why I was interested in getting the Windows um the device. Cause I was like, man, that'd be a real game changer for me. Actually, I could really just, yeah, I'm still going to be, you know, working with the cloud, um, in this, and for the, for the initial instances, but it would feel like they're actually dedicating something to it. And it doesn't feel as disjointed as it does now, uh, where some things are because it's in game pass, it works, but other things that's not in game pass don't like that just doesn't feel like, uh, unified experience where I would put my put some money behind yet, but when they do that, these are features that can't be matched, and this is what will define Xbox. So, I think that they are on the right path, even though we don't like some of the decisions that they're making. I just think they have a bad, they just have a bad thing with the um public relations. But again, this ain't been confirmed, so let me stop talking about it like it is. Uh, then Phil talked about um, 
What did what did Phil talk about? Phil just had a lot of spin spin stuff for me. I ain't gonna lie to you. I didn't feel like I was I was watching someone that he was direct in some areas, but then he just wasn't direct in others. And I just didn't see the I didn't see the reason why. Um but he did lay out the plan as you stated, Josh. He talked about it, he told us what is coming. He kept saying that these games are not coming, Starfield, Indiana Jones. But then later in that Verge uh, interview, he kind of said, there's no reason why we should pigeonhole ourselves into not bringing those games. So is it is or it isn't. And I think that he's very much so in the in the belief that you ain't going to get me caught up um, in saying that I can't when we change our mind three, four years from now. Like It's fine. Just I, I really wish they had a very clear statement these games may come, but if they do come, they'll be 18 months after. Like something I can solidify me and saying, okay, that is going to help me with my purchases in the future and not say, well, the PS5 might get it in a year. They might get it in six months. So might as well buy the one system because, again, I wouldn't want to buy my Xbox games on that system if it's not a part of the ecosystem that they're building where I can run all my cloud gaming. Like, I don't know, but that would make sense for them to still allow Nintendo and PlayStation to tap into their ecosystem when it comes to cloud gaming and putting them on their platforms. Not Game Pass, just cloud gaming. So, um, I don't know, you know, I, I, I really want to give them the benefit of the doubt um, in regards to their their ability to make it make it right because i feel like they have done a lot made a lot of decisions that other people aren't making to make the system better uh like cross save like cross play um and just being having uniformity between pc and uh xbox in regards to day one releases um all that stuff helps me with my purchasing decision to always want to back them for my games because i know i'm gonna have it somewhere where it's never gonna go away Cause I feel like PC gaming is just embedded in the windows system. And it's been, they've been dedicated themselves to um, supporting all these games that ever been released and they still haven't dropped one that just think about that. <laughs> all these games that ever released on this steam and, uh, and none of them has been dropped to the point where you can't run it. I don't know. if I, Okay. I take that back, but there's a very large, um, uh, library of games that still run and operate on Windows 11. To have that type of compatibility or dedication, it kind of takes a lot of people to be behind it and support it, right? So I don't feel like they would ever do that for not they would not like pull that from, from us on the Xbox side when they're literally a PC-based company. Software-based company. Why would you want to not let people have their software forever? Doesn't make sense. So I will always be able to back them in regards to purchases and all that stuff because I feel like that's, a, that's that is literally their motivation. Um, but yeah, uh, he talked about that. He didn't make a definitive statement, so it just felt like he was spinning. Um, Sarah Bond got up there, told everybody that they was gonna be able to play. I I feel like they just they just doing too much now. Nah. But, but it did it did stick out to me. I was like, dang, everybody getting Diablo? No, not everybody. Everybody with Game Pass Ultimate. So they announced that Diablo 4, one of the Activision games, and they said a lot of them are coming. Um, so just be prepared for that. But in March, you're getting Diablo 4, which was a big one. 
Um, yeah, I'm assuming at that point you're gonna play it, Josh. Probably not. <laughs> I don't think. I don't Wait, think it was. It's on Game Pass. I I wanted to play it. It's just it didn't. It's an online game, and it was yep. you know it was full price, and I didn't have the time to invest into it. Yeah. Uh, but, but again, with it being on Game Pass, that removes all barriers to entry. I could just try it if I want to play it like an hour today. And then drop it for two weeks. I won't feel bad about it because I didn't spend seventy dollars. Exactly. So it does release the that that feeling of like buyer's remorse for sure. Um, but it, it still doesn't give you the time back. And I think the time is what is key. If you can solve my time problems, Xbox, I think you'll have me forever. Like, obviously, PlayStation want my time. They want me to sit in front of a TV. They want me to play a game in that way. I just don't do it. I just feel like I don't have the time no more. So I want my game to come with me. Obviously, their their idea of a solution was the PlayStation Portal. That ain't no solution for me. I feel like that is just a sidestep to what the real issue is. The real issue is that um, you guys are a little too much closed off, in my opinion. I think you should have some other ways to kind of work that. And that's why I use my Steam Deck. Because I do have the ability to do remote play using some Android plugins, Proton stuff. So I work, I work it that way. It's fine. It, it works, but they're a little too closed off. I think you know having that option um, in between again for Xbox is beneficial. I understand that they want that Windows to be better, so make it better. Make it to a point where it feels like an actual system that is friendly to someone that wants to use it that way. Um, but yeah, back to the other points, Diablo for Activision games coming to game pass. Um, are we at a point now where the value of game pass doesn't matter? That's one of my questions. Like they're just, they're just adding a ton of value, but does it matter to you? Like to an extent where I'm saying like, I I I don't think it's it's doing anything for selling the platform anymore. What do you think? Oh well, yeah, that I think that's their biggest problem. Where Game Pass is a a um, is so good value that uh, they're they've kind of peaked at what they can do. Because that, if you think about it, as a consumer, I give them you know my money whatever I pay for my subscription and then and that's it they don't get no more money for me I'm a I'm a sole customer I'm a satisfied customer and then that and that's it but mm. you also want to create a demand in your customers so that they want to come back they want to spend more and I think that when when you see games that oh we have the $60 version but we also have the $90 deluxe edition and the $120 like you know full ultra edition and people will buy the, you know, ultra edition if they feel like they they want they have the extra money and they think the value is worth it. But Game Pass doesn't have those type of tiers really. Either you spend a nine dollars, twelve dollars, or fifteen dollars. And if you're spending fifteen dollars, then that's it. I don't buy any other physical games. I usually don't buy DLC. Uh, at least for Game Pass games, I don't buy DLC. I know that some people do. Uh, but first one was Starfield for the, me. Yeah, but um, I think that's that's kind of an issue where they box themselves in, where they're given too much value up front, and they can't get any extra money out of the, the customer. 
And Phil kind of touched on that. It wasn't exactly related, but he he talked about how, where the industry is going right now. Costs are getting high, and there's only two real ways that you can take your business to uh, you know continue to be profitable. You can go with your existing customers. You know we got 30 million customers. How do we get more money out of them? Simply raise the price or sell them more, con- sell more content to the same customers. Uh, so increase the price of games, microtransactions, things like that. So your existing base is going to keep growing because they're spending more money. But you know that has its own limit, and people might are will react negatively if you you know charging too much. Uh, and the other way is to branch out and find new customers. And right now, the only way that Game Pass can get new well, not even Game Pass, because my bad. I'll touch on Game Pass in a second, but. Xbox is going to expand to other platforms, PlayStation and Xbox, because they both have huge player bases, and they can mm-hmm. get extra money from those people who are not in the Xbox ecosystem. However, mm-hmm. with Game Pass, they've also reached as many people as possible. Well, not as many people as possible. They've already maxed out the number of devices Game Pass can be on. It's on Xbox, it's on PC, and you can play XCloud on... Um, Mobile. Mobile. But Game Pass is never going to be on PlayStation. Game Pass is never going to be on Nintendo Switch. And so if they, if PC players are not buying Game Pass in droves and people are not buying Xboxes for Game Pass, then Game Pass is never going to grow because we've already put it out there to everybody and they're just not, they're not adopting it quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the issue that they're in. Game Pass is good value, so they're not getting enough money from the Xbox players, and it's not really growing uh, as fast as it needs, needs to. to. Yeah. So are we in agreement that Xbox itself is broke or no? Is broke? I wouldn't call like, it broke, they're, they're, but they're not profitable. You mean like? Oh, not profitable. Um, I don't know. I I think that um, I think Microsoft is pretty like stringent with being profitable. I think that Xbox is in a place where they're losing leeway. So like, if they're breaking even, that's not looking good for them. And Phil is trying his best to make sure that they're staying in the green. So at least we didn't we weren't reaching our huge targets, but we're we're profitable. I think that's that's where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where the money is coming from. I'm not a business person, but I feel like if they're constantly in a negative or constantly breaking even, then we'll we would have seen we would start seeing a lot more guts to uh, Xbox as like as a whole, more layoffs, yeah. more features getting cut, discontinuation of devices and stuff like that. So far, we haven't seen a whole lot of that, at least except for layoffs. Layoffs are have been um, showing up. Uh, but yeah, I think they're 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 in dire straits, and they want to get in get in the green and stay in the green, um, for sure. Whereas like PlayStation, they're barely in the green, probably not even. Uh, but they're they're in a different situation where they don't have like Microsoft over their heads. Like if you don't make money, we go get you. Yeah, no, I I I kind of agree with that. Um, I think this this visceral reaction to what they were doing as in Xbox is broke. It's a little out of date, 
but those game pass numbers did tell me that um they're not in a a super profitable state um and they're doing everything they can as you stated to kind of make sure that they are staying above water um and and if and if they want to continue to support the type of games they want to make they have to do something different they can't continue to like put all their eggs in like the halo and um the gears basket they it's just not going to work you have to kind of continue to grow all things at all times and not just focus in on single player experiences to kind of that's that's really only to to strengthen the brand it's not really to grow profit and i think they're in a growth mode um well, always in a growth mode but they're in a more so a growth mode now to sustain the type of service and capabilities they have already positioned um and then continue to you know push those positions and those uh services further um because there's no reason why they couldn't have in in some way already set up the servers to allow us to stream our own games i think it's just not right now it's not a profitable look for them and how they want to roll that out either so um i think having the success they have in the other spaces will allow them to continue to expand in the other places um so they need to do certain things and um this these little four games was blown out of proportion significantly um in my opinion i think the big thing that takeaway here is that the number of game pass subscribers and that they're still going to go and put activision on um on the game pass and i obviously they're not going to put the day and date i don't i it wouldn't make sense but they just if they got a lot of money they got a lot of money it wouldn't make sense for them to put call of duty on there uh same day but it would it would take a significant blow to it take a significant blow to playstation and i don't know mm -hmm. if they're in a position right now to just leverage it like that but maybe they are maybe they just don't care because it could it, it could definitely shift it back to their favor in a very quick way over like two years of just Call of Duty coming out on Game Pass day one, why wouldn't you own an Xbox at that point? Because you're going to save money regardless if you if you don't play that game or not. But if you do play that game and there's other games being added into it, like Persona, like something that's been directly associated with the PlayStation brand, even all of us playing on Xbox right now is a crazy thing to say. It's just... Like they can keep doing that to a point where it just hurts them, you know? So, and not just hurt PlayStation, but hurt themselves. And that's what I think is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> I like it doesn't make sense to do it, but I mean, they could. Um, and that's why I was saying like, does the value, has the value become so, so big that it just doesn't matter at this point? Um, um, but. Yeah, it might not matter, but also I think that they've kind of been playing it too safe and not like aggressive enough, especially since they spent so much money on Activision. Yeah, that, you know the next Call of Duty, it's gonna sell regardless. But having it day one on Game Pass is a is a big flex for the brand because if you're interested, like you know, last year we were 
all interested in like trying Call of Duty, but maybe not spending the money on it. But it's like if it's on Game Pass, we can just get it, and that it immediately is gonna, you know, boost their numbers, whatever. And it, it, uh, Call of Duty always breaks records. But anybody that stays, you know, they can play it for free. Technically, they can spend money on microtransactions, and Call of Duty is always microtransaction ridden. So it's like, why not? Yeah, this do is it? The, that's the only game that's getting away with it, like for real, for real. To the point where you can buy the game and still do well, and then they buy, they get you on top of that with other stuff, and they success. Oh no, nah, I take that back. Two K got plenty of them, and EA yeah, got one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then we, we we used to have the FIFA and all that stuff too, but it's really sports, and then one shooter. That's insane to me. But yeah, um, but yeah. Okay, right, continue. I'm sorry, I went off on a tangent. Yeah, but no, that, that's all. That Xbox people are not confident in the brand. Like people don't think well of the brand, and they need to leverage what strength they have. I think that they've been playing the underdog for a long time, and partly, you know, that's beneficial because you can kind of like take your time and grow. But at the same time, you know, if they want to be in growth mode, they want to be profitable. They want to catch up. Uh, they got to be more aggressive with stuff. So I think, yeah, just put your uh, strong titles in Game Pass. And, you know, I don't see why it wouldn't grow then if you have Diablo and Overwatch, whatever, three, <laughs> all dropping in Game Pass. Then, yeah, why not? Why wouldn't people get it? Uh, at least to try it, you know? Yeah. And even having like their uh, windows and all that stuff, it's, it's it's like it's all feeding these guys, man. They don't care about nothing. So, uh, yeah. Um, when I look at it from that from a viewpoint, I always can see where Xbox can literally, not Xbox, but Microsoft. Stop. I, I wish I, I I don't really like saying Xbox because it's not that it's it's Microsoft could really significantly take a lot of money out of their own sales but also hindering their competition in a large way um but you know friendly feel he still ain't said nothing about it like day and date are like day and date activision games would have been a huge blow that would made this this podcast or this interview have purpose like none of this stuff had purpose to me all of this felt like it could been said in a tweet like, bro, we're not doing all our games. We're only doing four. Um, y'all got Diablo coming in March. We're going to start bringing that stuff over. Like, that is the significant stuff to me. Like, I didn't really find the whole conversation to matter. Um, and I felt like, yeah, this could have been fixed a long time ago. I don't know what they were, like, doing to make them feel as if they needed to address it all like this. Um, because a lot wasn't said. Um, in my opinion, it just, it just, it wasn't so, um, and they finally, they gave us some game pass numbers, but that wasn't like something we were thinking we were going to have. So they could have did all of this in a tweet, to be honest. Um, yeah, I, I didn't really see nothing else that came out of it that I felt like, Oh, wow. I, I, I'm getting some more in, in, I'm getting enlightening on their process and what they're thinking. I mean, she did make their Sarah, I think mentioned they're working on the biggest, leap in their hardware technology and all that stuff but um 
yeah, you got to have a reason to want to jump onto the brand. And if you're not going to announce the cloud gaming thing, you're not announcing day in, day out Activision games. I don't really like those are your those are your heavy hitters. Um, I mean, we already know you got games coming, but people still think that they they lacking in some regard. I don't know how uh, they still think people they, that they don't have games. Like, I, I, I really don't get that. I, I think there's plenty of stuff to be excited about, plenty of stuff that already came out, and, uh, they, they, yeah, it's just plenty more to come. So, um, I think, I think June would tell a better story for them, but, um, outside of that, this, like I said, could have all been a tweet. Uh, any thoughts, any wrapping thoughts on this before we move on? Um, you know, they, they've said that they're committed to the hardware still. We have to wait and see what that's like. Um, uh, but they, they're going to work on another Xbox, whether it's the same generation or if it's a next gen one. Um, but they're more thinking of the hardware as like, we're going to tailor a, a special type of hardware. You know, this one's going to have two screens or something like that. And the hardware is going to be weird, but, uh, that specialized hardware is going to be for people who are specifically looking for that they're no longer or at least it seems like they're no longer gonna try to make one device that is capable of like they're not gonna focus on one device that can do everything yeah Um, they want multiple devices to serve multiple needs so like the series s is for people who just want to play it but um not spend a lot of money on the console and it's only digital so we're going to see more stuff like the Series S uh, in the future, um, which I think is a is more like the Microsoft way, uh, you know, more like a PC way where there are different PCs to serve different needs. Um, and I think that could be uh, useful. I'm interested to see how they how they actually approach it. But yeah, but yeah. other than that, yeah, it was a pretty straightforward podcast. Not actually a lot revealed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, then. Well, let's move into uh, Persona 3. I know um, I had some thoughts, but I'm going to let uh, one of y'all lead off um, in regards to... Well, yeah, I'll... Uh... Oh, go ahead. I'll ask y'all how y'all feel, because, like, we've all played Persona 5. Uh, I think we all yep. tried Persona 4. Uh, I don't think yep. everybody finished it. And then Persona 3, you know, is different. It's older. Um, but so where where are y'all in the game, like, right now? I'm specifically on August 20th, and I am just finishing up fighting, like, the fifth enemy or sixth. Four. I think I got four left. I think that's where I'm mm-hmm. at. Or something like that. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So that's where I'm at right now. We're in regards to just coming back from summer break. Uh, having the beach scenes, which is funny. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, and so how are you feeling about, I guess, the game so far as compared to, I guess, the other Persona games? Um... I don't I don't know. I, I, I kind of was leaning towards um that it's 
it's it's more straightforward to me and i don't know why but Jalen kind of was trying to remind me of all the mechanics in five and i was just like yeah i don't know i don't remember how everything used to work but i think i got a better grasp on this one to me um and i have a better understanding of just holding on to certain um I don't, I like, 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 even like, and maybe it's just I'm heightened, I have more of a heightened understanding of the games now. Like, even holding the cards that you're going to be talking to the social links to help with, like, gaining them. I don't know if that was something that was in the old ones or not. I mean, or in the other ones or not. I just remember not ever thinking about it. And I'm like, this mm-hmm. actually helps me get this stuff higher, faster, blah, blah, blah. Like I'm actually thinking of the mechanics before I make make moves. I'm actually thinking about my day and how it makes sense to do this, and like I'm looking at other stuff to try to figure out what's the best way to grain your academic uh, stuff like that. So I just didn't engage in any of that in the other ones, and maybe that's just my understanding of the lack of the understanding of the game before. But I did play four golden and then play five, so I I would think I would have caught some grasp, <laughs> but um. Yeah, I'm just having more fun with the mechanics of the game than I am with the story right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I guess it's not, because I, I am now at a point where um, I'm zoning out when they start talking, and that's not good, because that means I'm not engaged in what's happening next, and I don't want to see what's happening next. Um I do that a lot for the social links, especially people I don't care about, but I never did that for the story. I did that for the story like two nights ago. I was like, oh, shoot, let me remember. Uh, let me start to pay attention again. So, um, but yeah, so that was that was something now, that... Do you feel like that's because you it's too similar to like other stories or it's not uh, exciting? Like it's just too... Um... I feel like it's a lack of reveal... Well, let me let me let me let me let Jalen um weigh in a little bit. Jalen, what do you think about uh Persona Three right now? I and and then first, well, at least first, say where you at, and then say how you feel. Uh, so I just beat the second boss. I'm on like June ninth or something like that. Um, second boss. Okay. Yeah. You uh, took your exams I mean, already, right? Yeah. First exams. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, I'm just plowing through the story. I mean, uh, I'm not that far. I probably got about like 12 hours in a game or something like that. Mm. Um, but I don't know, man. Like, so okay, so Persona Four is uh, Persona Four is the first one I played. Didn't really fully understand the grasp of it. Didn't realize it had like a Pokemon s type situation going on with the you know personas and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? But I played Persona 5, got more deep into it. Y'all remember that phase where I was just waking up in the morning <laughs> playing Persona 5, like, yeah, woo, 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 like, um, probably like back in 2017. Um, I started understanding a lot of the mechanics and stuff, like you had mentioned about if you have a certain, if you possess a certain persona, which you like the Arcana, um, that can help boost the social link faster. Then I started figuring out that if you answer the questions correctly, that can boost it faster. And, you know, there's invisible stuff that they don't tell you. You know, when you get your experience in the battles and stuff like that, they divide it up and they do some other calculation that 
depending on what level you have compared to the people you fight in, they taper off some of the experience you get. So I started understanding all these different things, playing Persona 5. Um, going into Persona 3, you know, I got a lot of these things. They start opening up things to you. I start figuring out that is where you see what other people are doing. You got other social links that you can't get to, but you just don't know. So you look on the thing, you buy such and such, have hang out with this person. You like, hey, I ain't even know you can talk to this person yet. So it's like, it's a lot of expansion and stuff like that. Um, as far as like me with the story right now, I don't, I'm not going to lie. I'm not the most intrigued by the story right now. I feel like it's dragging out. And maybe Persona 5 dragged out a little bit too, but uh, I feel like it's a little bit more mystery. It came a little bit quicker with the story. Um, and I feel like the gameplay just to, I mean, this Persona 3 we talking. I mean, we talking about two two games down the line, you know, um, you got Persona 5. So I feel like the gameplay is a little bit more interesting in Persona 5 personally. Um, just the progression of things, just all that type of stuff. Um, I do like some of the bosses in this game because they don't seem like you can just kind of just go at them. Like the second boss, I mean, they over here switching up their statuses and all that type oh, yeah. of stuff. And I mean, you know, that's that's interesting. And I feel I will say some of the bosses or enemies that you fought on Persona Three, they start having resistances and things not resistances, but actually blocking things out a little bit sooner. I feel like than Persona Five did. Um, so I feel like the game maybe just be a tad bit more difficult than Persona 5, if I'm being honest with you, so far at least. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know how much it's going to taper out or if it's going to get harder and harder and stuff like that. Um, it gets harder, for sure. So, yeah, um, I feel like I started really running into challenges on Persona 5, probably like at, like during maybe like the fourth or fifth dungeon, if I'm being honest with you. But um, I think with the story, Persona 5 kept me a little bit more interested because like, there's are active things going on within the world that is affecting the dungeon that you're actively trying to infiltrate. So it's like, you know, they buy, all right, we need to go see what Kamashiro because he's doing X, Y, and Z. Oh, Kamashiro did this. Maybe a big good time to go into a dungeon and see how things change. This and the third. Then you had two dungeons. You have Mementos. I mean, I think Tartarus is better than Mementos personally. But then they had their main dungeon. The main dungeon was kind of interesting or whatever. So I'm like, all right, bet. Um... So I'm like, okay, that gives me, there's active things that's going on day by day that affects us versus like, again, this is me at the beginning of the game. I went in Tartarus. I did everything I can in Tartarus. I literally got the ben Nelly on my team with the Band-Aid on his face. And um, <laughs> that like, that loves his strength. I don't know what's wrong with this dude. Hey, hey you see when he was doing them squats and he is shaking, he's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just, uh, they're like, why you sweat? I'm like, bro, this dude tweaking, man. But anyway, like, I'm like, this dude really crazy. But um, literally, I was fighting this little relic or something, and it was like, you should just wait till you get bro on your team. I get him on my team. I go back in there and fight it. So now I ain't got to go on the I ain't been in I, I literally went to Tartarus the day he came on my team on May 24th, and I ain't go back into Tartarus until they forced me to go back in there on May 9th, or June 9th. So it was like a lot of days where I was just kind of like, Man, it ain't nothing exciting happening. They started pointing towards things and stuff like that. And it's just giving spoilers and stuff like that. Um, I mean, it ain't really spoilers the game been out, but then things started picking up by all oh, this girl been bully. Woo, woo, woo. I'm like, all right, finally something picking up. I just felt like Persona 5 had more things going on. Mm -hmm. And the yeah. world on Persona 5 was just a lot better than Persona 3. I'm just speaking thus far, like the places you can go, the activities you can do. 
if you want to go to the batting cages, if you want to go do this, I feel like it was a lot more. And again, this is a successor of Persona 3. Um, and I was yeah. heavily invested in Persona 5. I think Persona 3 does some things better, but it's just not like Tartarus is cool for what it is and stuff like that. It, it's better than Mementos, but it, I don't think it's better than those specialized dungeons that other people had. And it could get a little annoying because some days you get kicked out of the dungeon because you can't do something. You need to go do something in the real world to go affect this thing, which is more story-driven things versus like me going from May 24th and or really, if I'm being honest, yeah, we can just say May 24th because that's when bro get back on the team. All the way up to June 9th, I was literally like, bro, I'm just going through these stories, talking about social links. I got one of them at rank 10 already. And it's just like, I don't, I'm not saying a game bad or anything like that. It's just some things yeah, I feel like it could just be a lot more interesting. It has like, a lot more space for improvement. And yeah, I think that it's fair because like the, um, the, interesting part of five was that they made the story about the people like your teachers and people around the world so that there's always something interesting going on like we want to get into Kamoshida's palace because he's actively hurting people in the school and like we can see him every day in the school when you know when we're not in the dungeon so that makes it like you want to fix the problem because you can see the problem. Whereas like Persona 3, you can't necessarily see the problem. Like you might hear, oh, like, you know, it's a Apathy girl in school. Yeah, yeah. It's more it's more in the background. And then the, the daytime stuff is like, don't think about the personas. Don't think about the shadows. You know, just go to school. Hang out with your friends. And it's like, it's it's kind of completely separate. And then later, you know, it starts overlapping and now you can't ignore it anymore or something like that. Whereas like four, that was one of the changes that they tried to make where it's like, we want you to enjoy enjoy your daily life, but also you kind of can't ignore it because kids are dying and people are coming up dead around town. But it yeah. was still, you know, some downtime in that as well where you're just hanging out. Whereas like five, yeah, they, they did a much better job of completely marrying those two ideas well, the problem is in your daily life. Like, you can still be a student, but you can't completely ignore the issues. Uh, except and for it, uh, mementos, which came at the very end of the game. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, and, and two things on that, like, certain events will happen in the story, but, all right, this is the point of, like, all right, well, you need to go get to this end of this dungeon by, like, you got 14 days left. Like, you got those sorts of things, and... um, mm -hmm. You know, you're like, all right, well, that's in my head. Let me try to space out how I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Persona 3, you can kind of do the same thing if you remember when a full moon and stuff come like that. The other aspect is on you you can talk to Elizabeth. I think that's her name. Um yeah. she got tasks and stuff that you can do or whatever. But I don't fight those tasks as, as robust as the ones when you take care of things in memento. So they giving me more reason to go to mementos and go fight people and fight bosses or little mini bosses and you know, doing tasks and stuff. I'm not saying they're I'm not saying they're robust like really robust or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, but I mean, he was to do in mementos and a reason to go. Whereas like you can do those, yeah. parts, but they're a lot more simple, uh, you know. Yeah, they like go, go, this, go hit 200 chest. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, okay, well, and I'm not saying like people's stories, even sometimes you have to go in there and then you have to leave back out and then go, I, ain't gonna, I don't remember if you got to get an item or something like that. Then you got to go back in and actually go beat this person you know, so it's like little parts of quests and stuff. But again, 
it's engaging you into the persona part of fighting because I feel like it was a little bit boring to go through, you know, 15 days of not fighting or doing anything. And I'm just literally just like, all right, well, I ain't really got much else to do. Let me go work in a coffee shop. All right, well, I need to go get my charm up. I keep trying to get my charm up to go talk to this dude so I can start his quests and stuff like that. I'm just picking, you know, a little side quest to do. And I don't really have any, I'm not compelled to do anything. Yeah, it's a lot and more. Then five, uh, my bad. It's a lot more time where you're blind. Whereas, like, Persona 5, like, I want to go out, but Morgana won't let me go out. Whereas, like, uh, I want to go out, but I don't know what to do because there's not anything to do. Because a lot of stuff unlocks later. Like, you, you might see, like, a lot of buildings where it's like, oh, this opens on June 5th or something like that. Yeah. So, whereas a lot of stuff that's time-gated, whereas, like, by the end of the game, oh, yeah, you got a bunch of stuff to do now. But, like, early on, yeah, it's not anything. It's not really do. much to do. And then... Line, there was always something to do, but you couldn't do it. <laughs> so, it made you want to do more because, like, oh... I'm finally free from Morgana, so let me go spend my time, you know, best I can. Yeah, and um, I think there's a little bit of just, um, you know, your first experience sometimes being your best experience with Persona games because it's like a renewed, fresh idea mm-hmm. type situation. And um, Persona 4 was my favorite simply because of that. Even though I understood Persona 5 more to a degree of, like, what Jalen was talking about. But now I understand this one even further. Like, Persona... I treated Persona 4 like a game to play, not to engage in, like, the mechanics of it. Honestly, I just played it because of the story. I thought it was good. And then 5, I did the same, but I didn't think the story was better than 4. So then I just didn't, like... I didn't like it and I wasn't playing it to the point where um, I was doing all the min maxing to make the game easier for myself. So it became harder and harder. And at that point I wasn't enjoying it cause I wasn't doing the things to lead up to be able to succeed at the end. Um, and I was like, bro, this is just boring at this point. I don't want to do this. So I stopped and I didn't beat that game. Uh, yeah, I know I didn't beat it, but um, cause I got to mementos and I was like, I'm done with this. So, um, with this one, I am using everything I learned from the previous games and I am treating it like it's my technically my first experience with treating playing with all these all this stuff. And um like this is my first time looking up stuff. Like I didn't look up stuff before. I didn't look up only thing I looked up was the answers to like things. But now I'm looking up, okay, why would this be better? Okay, if I'm spending most of my time here, because it's, there's literally it's streamlined to a point where I can just think about those things. And I think Persona 5 was throwing a lot at me story-wise to keep me engaged, but it wasn't, and it was distracting me from like the other stuff that's part of it, a part of that experience. Persona 4 didn't feel that way. It just felt like it was a decent story. And there was some like mechanics about it. And um, the social link stuff wasn't really about me getting better personas. It was about me wanting to actually talk to these engaging people. Um, this is totally opposite. I don't want to talk to them, most of them anyway. And, um, and that's how I feel about it. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that we probably got some tinted rose glasses on the first one we ever played because it was just like a new experience too. Um, at least play to a degree that we understood it. Like this one still feels like more fun to me than Persona 5, 
even though probably Persona 5 was a better game, simply because I understand what's happening, and mm-hmm. I like engaging with the mechanics a lot more than I thought I would. And that's why I said I, I'm starting to like, I'm starting to f- remember why I like the game, and then I'm starting to even dwell deeper into it. Um, but that's probably not y'all experience, obviously. I probably knew what was y'all getting into with this one, but I'm just saying that that could be a part of why we like certain ones, because Persona 4 is still my favorite. And, yeah. You know. No, and I think that that's true. The the games are, you know, weird, where they're all enjoyable, but you can see a clear progression where there are some improvements in some games. Mm-hmm. But there's also, uh, each game has their own strengths. Like, I think a lot of people will agree, like, the cast in Persona 4 is is kind of, like, the most, like, vibrant. Like, they all have different personalities, but then you quickly come up with, like, their issues. Where, like, uh, Kanji, like, you know, he struggled with, like, masculinity and sexuality. So, like, you have a clear picture of, like, what that character is. Yeah. Whereas, like, Persona 3, everybody's more, like, simple. Like, they have their issues, but if you, if the if the social link issue is going to come up much later, like, you know, somebody's not going to tell you I've struggled with my sexuality early in the social link. You're going to get that much later, like, when you're almost max level, and then you're going to really discover what's going on with them. So it's, like, everybody's as not, not as memorable in that sense. Yeah. Uh, there are some really good social links in 3, um, but either the you know the the reveals or the the big connection comes later or maybe the social link is just not that interesting like i don't remember like the basketball team social link in three because i don't i don't know if there's anything interesting in that social link for example uh no, but I, in I three, think i'm doing like the mm-hmm. yeah oh sorry go ahead no, no, no. You, you, my bad. I was just so saying, you, like some of some examples of the ones I don't like, but I'm, I don't want to spoil anything, so I just leave it. Um, but go ahead. I mean, you don't have to, I guess, spoil it. But you can say you don't like it. Um, uh, right now, I don't like the um, the I don't like the 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 chunky kid, the food guy, gourmet king. Um, I don't really like. Uh... I don't really like track king. I mean, the track guy. Um, mm-hmm. He's fine, but I don't like him. I actually did like the magicians ones a little bit because he was just delusional, and it was just funny watching him be delusional. Um, yeah, I completed his. Yeah, he was just delusional, man. I was like, bro, you're you're super delusional, and I was like, I don't like this game's like I don't like how they make you say stuff and re- reward you for saying things you wouldn't say in real life, like. No, I would not feed into your idiocracy. Like, no, I'm not feeding mm-hmm. you. But they want you to in order to be like. That's where I I have a disconnect because I didn't do that before. I just said what I felt when I was playing Persona Four, and I didn't care because I wasn't looking it up. But now I'm looking it up, and I'm like, bro, why would I want to say that though? That's stupid. But I have to say it because that's how you progress it and all that stuff. So I guess it's it's it is taking me away from my true feelings about the game because it's making me feel like I'm just playing into these people's um you know biases and thoughts when I'm truly don't feel that way. Like yeah, I get oh girl the the girl from uh Mako Mako um or Michael. I don't know how to say her name. But the kid, I get her story and I think most of the time when she's saying something, I'm agreeing with what they pick as the like, big one. 
But mm-hmm. like, there's other ones where I'm just like, bro, I'm fast forwarding it and I'm just hitting the button. Like, like I'm not listening to you talk. I don't want to talk to you no more. So it's like it's disconnecting me from the like I used to let people talk and hear them out and like, okay, what should I say right here? But now I'm not because I am looking up stuff, and I think that is taking away a little bit of the experience of playing a Persona game to me anyway. Yeah. But yeah, so those uh, are some of the ones I don't like. I can see that. Yeah, and it's always gonna be some bad ones. But like, what about you, Jalen? Is there anybody y'all don't like, or or what about the I guess main characters too? Anybody y'all don't like? Um, I mean, they. I'm gonna be honest with you. So far, the Persona games. I mean, at least the first couple people you get, they trophy. They they really the same people. If I'm being honest with you. Um. Yeah, they're the same in know, every you know, game. Yeah. Uh, Junpei is the same as Ryuji. Is the same as uh his. What's the name from four? I think his name. Yeah, was, so I mean, uh, shoot, I can't remember his name now. Yosuke I can start with a K. Yeah, yeah, Yosuke. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, like the social links. I I wasn't the biggest fan of the social links. I kind of caught when in Persona Five that you can, you know, you choose the right answers and things like that to progress it faster. Um, yeah. I don't really feel like. I don't know, man. I mean, I feel. I think. I think the biggest disconnect that I'm having with the social links is that I'm used to Persona 5s. When you do this rank four, such and such, you get this ability to help you with this in battle, all that type of stuff. I'm feeling less yeah. compelled to do the social links because I'm like, I'd get an experience if I do a fusion or because I don't think you can infuse no more. I don't think you can infuse in three, but out of doing an infusion um, and getting a final Persona um, for that Arcana, I don't feel super compelled to do them like they hold that much weight versus like mm-hmm. in Persona 5, I was in there looking like, all right, boom, boom. You know, for a fact, I need to do Mishima, Mishima, whatever that dude name was, the dude that helped the Phantom, the, uh, Phantom Thieves or whatever. Um, I think there's a fan. I forgot their name, the Phantom Thieves or whatever. Um, Phantom Thieves, yeah. he, he give you more experience and then there'd be certain things. So I'm looking like, hey, I need to go do this social link and stuff like that. So, um, Basically, to answer your question, I mean, they, they, you know, they plus or minus, man. It ain't nothing I'm really like, hey, man, I'm really interested. I guess I was kind of interested in Delusional, bro. Um, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Because it was just like, I'm like, I don't, I'm like, is this dude tweaking? And, and it was just weird that he always wanted to talk about a, a girl yeah, or something like that. Like, he like, have you ever kissed a girl before? And, and I think one of the answers, if you choose, like, yeah, he get mad at you or something, like, what? <laughs> I think the correct answer is, like, yeah, I kissed a lot of them or something, or, or no, or I was just, like, I don't no, know. No, it was, it was what type of girls you like, you like, uh, younger girls or older women. And yeah, I think I if older, you say yeah. neither or something, he get an attitude, or you say younger or something. I like, bro, yeah. I can't stand it, dude. But he was funny to me because he kept, I was like, bro, is he for the, he been like, he been asking ask me out. <laughs> I said, I said, hold on, cuz. He approached you and stuff. Yeah. Like, I think one of the things when he first talked to you, he was like, I don't know if you could say, like, get lost or, like, why are you talking to me? Like, it was something like that. I'm like, I'm going to say something because I don't like his little picture thingy that pop up at the bottom. Like, his eyes, like, he, he got the bottom of his eyes raised up. I'm like, bro, get lost. Yeah. Like, what this game would be about? 10 times better if I didn't have to deter, if they didn't determine the best answer for me. Like I'd be so much happier if they didn't do that, but they obviously do. Um, but yeah, it's just 
it's just those things like that plus disconnection on like bad written characters it just doesn't doesn't really help with me and like mm-hmm. um connecting like i used to do with persona 4 so um mm-hmm. and if i did that if i would did that same thing in persona 5 i think i would have dropped that game faster too because i wasn't doing that either because mm-hmm. i wasn't I, like honestly i was going in blind just playing a game to play it so i think i messed myself up when i was like wait you gotta do the right answer to do this and because and i didn't know none of that stuff bro I mean, maybe you can answer. What's the point of doing the social links in that game aside from three aside from experiencing in a final persona and knowing they story? Me or Jalen? Josh? Sure. Yeah, either you, or. I mean, if you're going to answer. Oh. No, I think that's a fair point um, because really that was when the game came out, there was no other incentive other than you want to do it. Like you want to learn, know these people, you want to spend your time and level up and get experience because that's the only thing to do. Where it's like mm-hmm. five added the additional aspect of it where it's like, well, it's beneficial. Like you get extra ammo, you get extra life, you can get, you know, extra everything, you get an extra turn or something like that. So it made it a gameplay incentive, whereas like four and three don't have that. That's only in five. So yeah, yeah. that's a that is a abject like it's objectively better in persona 5 to have a gameplay benefit to it um but yeah unfortunately it's not there uh later on you're gonna meet more people uh and you know you might like their stories and you're gonna meet people outside of the school as well who are gonna have different stories so uh i'll say yeah it's really just you you enjoy the stories that you meet you enjoy these characters um or maybe you don't enjoy them. You hate this person, but you got to hang out with them. And so that's why you do it. <laughs> yeah. So I think that, um, I think there's a lot to the game and I think there's a lot of fun to be had. I think there is some stuff that is boiling. Like I said, Jalen, I wouldn't give up, but there is some stuff that is boiling in regards to like, I think there's some stuff that's about to happen. Um, there's some stuff being introduced. Yeah, I was looking it up. That Deontay's close to some stuff that I I won't spoil. But yeah, the game, as far as like your main characters, their story starts getting more interesting because in the beginning they're pretty basic, but they start giving your main characters some um some background and plot too. Yeah. Um, but also you're gonna start meeting some more like weird or interesting social links as well. Uh like I said, people who are not in the school and stuff like that. Um yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, overall it's it's way more simple and basic and that can kind of be boring uh in the especially early on when you don't have enough stuff to do. Yeah, for sure. But um yeah, keep, keep uh there's there's some other stuff. There's 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 some good there and um sometimes simplifying that stuff is better for me in regards to like just kind of putting my wrapping my head around it all. Um, like I said, I wasn't trying to do that on other stuff. So I get where you coming from, Jalen. Like if you're going from like a super complex thing to like more simplified approach, you're like, well, that I, I already kind of understood the more complex approach. Why not keep going but and bring some of that stuff over? But um, I think I'm just appreciating it for what it is right now and trying to just play it. And uh, but I, it's still it still got a grasp on me for like I said I put in a lot of time and um I don't see myself stopping anytime soon. I was thinking about my social links when I was 
at work today, which is hilarious. I'm like, why am I thinking about social links right now? But um, just thinking about that stuff is, you know, interesting enough to keep from keep me going and playing it at least. Um, any final thoughts on that before we move on? Yeah, and no, I'm I'm gonna keep playing it and stuff like that. My goal was to play it hardcore until like Final Fantasy come out, but I'm like, mm-hmm. mm, I can beat this dungeon or not this dungeon. Uh, um, last thing I do like that. You just cut out, bro. No, nah, yeah, you cut out. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I do. I will say I do like that. You don't have to go back into Tartarus so far for the first two bosses. It didn't make me. It didn't be like, all right, go back to resume this for it to go fight this boss in Tartarus. Oh, <laughs> never mind. It, it went to the, you go Narkar for the first boss and it's a monorail, and then the second one. It didn't tell me to go back to that foreign Tartarus, but it pushed me into Tartarus to go fight a boss. And the boss is like at the beginning, like before you even walk mm-hmm. in. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it it added a little bit of deviation, even though I was still in there. But it wasn't just like, all right, well, you made it to this checkpoint. Go fight this boss in Tartarus now. Like, it, it ain't like resume your exact four that you was on. Even though they put me into the random generated dungeon thingy at first, it didn't feel was like... Cause it, it would that would have been more trash. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like go down to this floor and fight this boss. Like that'd have been more trash. Um, but again, I'm gonna play it. I was hoping to play a hardcore before Final Fantasy came out, but like I said, I just beat that boss. I ain't even feeling the most compelled to play it because I'm like, I'm probably gonna go back to the same rigmarole. They're gonna talk about a little bit of story <laughs> stuff, and then we're gonna have to wait until July 8th or 7th or whatever ninth, whatever the full moon pop back up again to fight the next boss. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll just take it for what it is. So, yeah, but mm-hmm. I mean, versus like I'm like I need to see this next dungeon how it look in Persona Five or stuff pop off like it it was just moving quick and stuff like that. So I'm sure it probably pick up and stuff, but it's just not, you know, it's not as quick. Um, it's not as enticing as or the gameplay even was Persona Five. But I'm trying not to hold it to a candle of Persona Five because it is a successor. Um, I think most people like Persona Five, and I think Persona Five is probably a little bit more easier to get into for people and I think that's why they've been trying to you know they had that's probably why they had the most success with that game so I mean yeah okay we got like 10 minutes to kind of go over um this before we have to get up out of here but um the PS5 being in a later half of its life cycle I kind of want to touch on that before uh, we have to book it um so um, sorry to kind of switch subjects really quickly, but um, what are y'all thoughts on the generation cycle time-wise? Do y'all feel like it's too short? Do y'all feel like it's too long? Um, there's obviously going to be a shift. There's obviously a shift because of the large amount of games and how they have to be made and how long it takes. Um, are we Are we okay with everybody being on that gta schedule where they make one game every two generations or do we want games to continue to come out on a yearly basis um and turn and burn like that good old call of duty um i don't know what what are y'all thoughts on that generational and playstation coming out and stating that hey this is going to be a hard seven year turnaround time 
Okay. Um, yeah, I was going to say, like, a lot of people were caught off guard with PlayStation saying that we're entering, entering the second half of his life cycle uh, because, one, like, PlayStation 5 specifically was hard to get for, like, two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and to say, like, this this one year where it's been readily available is now we're going to start winding down is surprising uh, because, you know, it, it's been popular and it doesn't feel like the console itself is, like, weak necessarily or anything. You know, there's some unoptimized games, but it feels like the, the console has a lot of life left into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as, like, hardware and, I guess, like, development wise they're 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 gonna start winding down and i i think it's gonna be a problem because like you said a lot of companies are putting out one one game per per generation unless you like insomniac and you work in overtime uh and you want to maximize uh, that i think that's what xbox is solving for because they only get one console for that year mm -hmm. for that generation Uh, xbox trying to solve and like okay but we can put it on everything but um it's tough and um yeah especially for the cost of games yeah the cost of games and the cost of the console uh, having one game from like let's say horizon devs the horizon devs are gonna put out one game this generation and then we gotta wait to next generation and and that doesn't feel good it feels like a wasted potential because like you want to see I mean, especially like PS2, you'll see like multiple God of War games, multiple Spider-Man games, multiple everything, mm-hmm. and that whole generation could be divine. The, the uh, explained as like, well, the best Ratchet and Clank games came out in the PS2 generation. We had four games or something like that, uh, whereas now you get one, <laughs> maybe Rift apart. Yeah. Yep, and then you no ain't gonna DLC, see nothing else like, until twenty six. <laughs> They're yeah, gonna be launching uh, that vlog with oh with the PS6. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, it, it kind of sucks. I think it makes sense because generations used to be shorter. It used to be like five years, maybe seven. The PS3 generation was too long, and so people kind of expected, I guess they that might have um you know messed up some expectations where it should be longer than seven. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I think. It's weird because now I'm in a in, in a weird spot where I don't have a PS5. Should I get a PS5 for Final Fantasy? That's the game that I want. Maybe I can get Final Fantasy, get a PS5, and then uh, play it when I'm done, sell it. But now we're in this situation where the PS5 Pro is heavily rumored to be coming out soon, and then the PlayStation 6 probably not too long after that. So it's like maybe I'm only going to have a PS5 for two years and then the new system's coming out <laughs> yeah. and even if i get a ps5 now i'm gonna have the worst version of the ps5 because there's gonna be a new one coming out this year and then in two years the brand new thing coming out so yeah it's it's weird and i think that might hurt uh not hurt sony because people are gonna buy it, it's gonna sell out but it's gonna it's gonna hurt some people's um people's gonna have some buyer's remorse and that's gonna make people more worried to, to buy the next thing, especially if the next thing is expensive. Um, I think they are making sure people just are comfortable. Hope their their console is going to hold value. So I think there's a lot of um, good in that. Like the the Xbox held its value. I think the PS5 still holds its value. Um, you can't buy them for cheap. 
actually PlayStation raised the price. Um, you could find the Xbox for pretty cheap as of now, as of recently. Uh, but that's markdowns. It's not like they're, um, well, actually, I take that back. Microsoft did mark it down uh, to four hundred um, dollars. I think, yeah, I think they knocked it down to four hundred for a while. Um, and I don't know if it's still there or not, but um, it was that way for quite a bit of time. And I think that's going to be like the extent of a discount for them. It's a hundred bucks. Um, so that is why, you know, the Xbox Series S exists. It's a cheaper way to get in. But X, but PlayStation ain't got that. So I think their tier system is going to be a little skewed because I feel like the PlayStation 5 is still going to be viable. And they're not going to leave that player base for a very long time. Like, nobody's going to just play to target the PS6. Nobody. Doesn't make any sense. They're not going to just target the PS5 Pro. Doesn't make any sense. Because this generation is going to probably be extended based off of cross-gen to 10 years. Um, more than likely, your purchase will still be viable, Josh. You just have to be a, a comfortable not having the best quality of the game. Like, that is really yeah. what people have to start getting comfortable with. Kind of like a PC, you know? Like, if you don't have the latest graphics card, you're not going to be able to, you know, have the best experience. But that experience you are having is not going to be terrible either. That is where my thought is where it's going to go. It's going to be treated like the PC market. Um, what are your thoughts, Jalen? What do you think about um, the tightening of the of the um consoles and the the games that you actually enjoy coming out less frequently like we're going to get a final fantasy 7 rebirth we're probably not going to see another game on that this console it's probably going to come on the ps6 that's my thought isn't that crazy yeah. <laughs> like, i mean yeah i don't i don't really when, when did the ps5 come out was it uh Christmas 2020 or winter 2020 yep yeah, I mean, I, I personally don't really care. I mean, I don't, I don't need the latest and greatest and stuff like that. I think I got be I became real jaded when I worked at Best Buy, um, about knowing how fast technology cycle and stuff like that. And if you chase this race and stuff like that, you're gonna be, you're just gonna be chasing. You're never gonna be there at peak unless you just, yeah, you're just not gonna be at the peak, bro. So I'm comfortable with that. I don't need the latest and greatest stuff like that as long as my gameplay and all that type of stuff is yeah. fine. I mean, my PS5, I had it since, um. I think the end of 21 or yeah, I think it was like one or 21. I got it. Um, cause I got that in the Xbox at the same time. I mean, it, it works fine. It do what I need it to do. I don't really care about getting a pro and stuff like that. I think they got all these performance and, um, you know, like the performance mode and then like the graphics mode, all that type of mm -hmm. stuff. I think they accommodate in, like you said, the cross gen type stuff that's going on. Um, I think the PS5 going to be viable for, I mean, most console generations, except for like the PS2, I mean, they, they've been about seven years. And I mean, even if you do the math, the PS2 been about been out for seven years before they released the PS3. It was just the PS2 is such a viable console that it kind of lasted until like, what, 2008, nine or something like that. Um, well, look at back at so, the look at the back at the PS4 release date that came out in 2013. That thing just stopped being viable in 2022. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. So it's like, I mean, obviously with the PS4, you 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 ran into them. That that's yeah. when it started turning more like computers and stuff like that. Yeah. And your 
your PS uh four sounded like a like a um industrial fan going. I was like, it's not gonna explode at any moment, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but um, like I said, man, I, I don't I feel like I feel comfortable with it. I think it's gonna be around for a while. If you do the math, I think they're gonna take in consideration COVID, the cross gen, all that type of stuff. I think the PS5 is gonna be viable until at least like twenty, at least till twenty eight, man. I mean, I don't, yeah. And I'm I'm fine if I the next Final Fantasy don't come out. And I mean, I ain't I ain't anticipating that anyway. Like, I don't buy that many games and stuff on there, so it's not like I'm just getting shot in the foot by like oh, I gotta get another console and stuff like that. As long as they keep all the cross gen. Some some of the backwards compatibility stuff, man. I'm cool. It ain't even that deep. That just puts so much yeah. effort on these games not to suck. Like, <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah. imagine like is. Mortal Kombat One, bro. Well. It's not great. I'm not. Unfortunately, Tekken Eight and Street Fighter Six are just better. It's not. It's not like they didn't make a good game, but they just. It's that is what that's the Mortal Kombat we got for this generation. And it's, if it's not like super duper cool. You know, you're not gonna get another one for another generation. Like, like you know how, you know how old we gonna be? Like, like that's that to me just makes me feel. Oh, old. I know we um we run out of out of time, but mm-hmm. one thing that came out of the Sony thing where they said we're in the second half of the generation, it was also their stocks dropped a whole lot this week because mm-hmm. they um they also said that their profit margin is not. It's not very high. I forget. I I have to find the article, um, but it's something low, like three or six, three to six percent. Whereas, like, we're gonna spend a whole bunch of money on these single player games and sell our console at a high price, but the actual profit margin is super, super low. And so that that means that as games get more expensive, we got one game per generation. They're not making a whole lot of money off of it, so it, it's kind of like is it even worth to spend that much making these games? Um, personally, I, I don't think so. I think they need to find a way to make cheaper games uh, faster. So we have three God of War games per generation instead of one. But I don't know how that they can do that with the current uh, state of the, the industry. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, they lost $10 billion. They just had... They said decade long. Yeah. Yeah, bro. They need the whole to... the whole generation. They only made six <laughs> percent. I mean, not generation. The whole decade, bro. That tells me that that just tells me even more that that Xbox know what they're doing, and it's just yeah. Like... Xbox is right. Uh, it's just you know, Sony got the games, but yeah. I don't. I don't think that they I can do think... another ten years like they just did. I think that's uh-huh. the whole problem. That's the whole point, and I think that's why they're gonna start doing um PC releases day one, um, because it just makes more sense. They don't need to build their brand anymore. They just need to sell their software, and their and their their consoles. But at the same time, like I think they're more in jeopardy of losing, like, like leaving the console generation, like leaving the console um uh, space, than mm-hmm. uh, Xbox. I ain't gonna lie to you. Because they don't have, obviously Sony is backing them, but um, they yeah, just but they're don't popular. have, yeah, yeah. Like they're not, they're 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 not that type of. They don't they don't have that type of money, G. And um, and you know, Nintendo is in their own world. They can do whatever they want. 
to be honest. Um, they don't have to do anything. Yeah, they took a hit with the whole Wii U generation. Like, they had a whole bad generation. Like, if Sony had a bad generation, they probably could, like, actually be, go like, under. in buyout territory. <laughs> yeah, they can we go under. Um, and that's why they probably was pushing all the games and service stuff, because it just makes more sense for them to be able to win people over and keep people playing and, and earn some money um, because they they want obviously these companies these big gaming companies want these individuals to have places to play so they don't want playstation or sony i mean our xbox or nintendo to go out of business they need to be able to make their games um so yeah man i don't know i think um that's yeah. crazy i didn't i didn't know that i thought they were actually i heard about their profits being terrible but i didn't know that they were doing it for a decade that's a long time to be very low on profit um and like their margins being low that's not it doesn't mean that they're not profitable it just means like it's like like almost grocery store level where you're just mm -hmm. skimming by like like that is the type of tight market you're dealing with and if they're continuously expanding their reach on like how much they spend on video games um that's why i kept saying that the sony playstation when i was talking about that spider-man deal i said that don't look to trash and yeah, that's, that's terrible. They're not gonna make any money off that, and they yeah, gonna and spend so much money making that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, those are trash. I mean, the games are there, but th that that margin is terrible. Um, so yeah, I do feel I do feel bad for people in the gaming industry a lot because I know that there's a reason why certain things have to happen, um, and. And yeah, they need to be able to be profitable. Like, that's just that's just no. There's no other way around it. And um, them going back on their whole um, games of service situation tells me that they're still not making the right decisions. Um, mm -hmm. They're choosing not to do the things that they need to get done in order to stay profitable. And then buying companies and like making stuff third parties come to their system is um still crazy to me i think square enix is getting a big check um and there's a lot of value in actually building up your console experience to be better um but yeah i mean i don't know i think um i think we'll just see i think there's gonna come a time and i think that's why you know sony is looking for the ps5 pro or Maybe they can make a better profit on that one than they could on the Slims. Um, like, you know, normally when you kind of, you know, you, when you start to make things, you po you pose to make things cheaper so you can make the, the, the cost consumer pay less. They made that thing cheaper and kept the money. Um, that just, that, that tells you all, that, that like, like tells me all I need to know, to be honest. Um, but yeah mm, 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 mm. i do not want to see sony go under i do not want xbox to be the main thing i do not like as much as we talk about all that crap i do not want anybody to fail like honestly like it yeah, doesn't it's make better sense. to have competition yeah. healthy competition in both xbox yeah. being behind for a while i think was not good because sony kind of you know with, with like the crossway and stuff xbox being behind would have not made sony change but we need both of them in a healthy space uh, for the industry. 
and it'd be nice if Nintendo could be along with them as well. But they're they're just going to be on their own thing for for a long time now. Yeah, because they're uh, probably, they're probably least, the most profitable and on their own. Oh yeah, you didn't see the news. Nintendo is the wealthiest, um, wealthiest video game company in Japan. But I had to clarify, they might be the wealthiest company in Japan. Yeah, I like would think so. Game. That they they created a device that fit that fit their Nintendo 3DS niche and their console niche at home. And it blew up like, like, like there. That is, it's not going to happen again, and and to a degree of that nature. Yeah. But As it of, uh, is their new platform that people will tune into for sure. Yeah, as of three days ago, Nintendo is the richest company in Japan. Wow! 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 Hmm. Yeah, they 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 obviously um they milking us for all we got. I only got three games on that console, and that's all I'm ever gonna, you know, like I I never buy anything else. I bought both Zelda games, Mario Odyssey, Mario Kart, and um, I can literally name my games on my hand, and Bayonetta too. Um, those are the and that's it's been almost. How many years? Eight years? It's been a oh, yeah, I bought Ring Fit. I bring I bought Ring Fit. I did. I bought Ring Fit Adventures. Dang. I don't know how they doing it, but they doing it right, Jay. <laughs> they making money. It ain't us. It for sure ain't me. I ain't the target audience. But they making money. We sent I sent them some cheese when Jack Wolf got me. <laughs> yeah. And the Nintendo yeah, 3DS. They're like, uh, pay me some money and we unlock your DS. Yeah. They don't play like, about that piracy. They sue everybody. They don't, they don't play about that piracy. Like, they don't play, bro. It's everywhere. They say, yeah, oh, yeah. They got sleeper agents everywhere. <laughs> sleeper agents. Uh, I mean, they got stuff like Pokemon Go and all that. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. No, I wouldn't be surprised either. Like they, they always sell really well, and they have a large. Um, they were able to like get the Nintendo Switch selling really, really well quickly, and then they just took off from there. Like they, their, their actual buy rate to their game, the ratio there is crazy. Um, but yeah, you gotta wrap they, it up. They, oh, they go carved ahead. out their own market, but yeah, let's let's wrap it up. Yeah. Um. That. That is interesting. Didn't know that, but um, yeah, I want to thank you guys for listening. I'm sorry it's a little longer than usual, but appreciate you guys listening as always. If you enjoy the content, please don't forget to like and um, you know, share. Do what you do what you do best. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. Got to this part, you the real OG. We will talk to y'all in the next one. Any last words for the people? Uh, nope. Uh, log out of Hell Divers so uh, other people can play. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, we got plenty of stuff we didn't get to, but we'll get to it next time. Thank you all for listening. Peace.